0: when you build a company, you always want to be as focused as possible. So, you know, that's a balance. I think if you are an e-com today to say, oh, I will only work with Stripe. You know, that's not a reasonable, you know, direction to take. You know, I remember when I used Shopify the first time, I thought it was so great, so easy, you know, so user-friendly, I didn't need to know, you know, how to think of this and that, you know, and we want the same for finance.
1: So on today's episode, we're going to be talking with the founder of Juni. Now, Juni is an internet bank made specifically for media buying and e-commerce businesses. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned.
2: Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four fold.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. Now the interview you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Samer El-Sabini. Now Samer is the founder of a very unique online bank um, that has, you know, that's geared to serving the e-commerce industry. And what I find interesting in this entire space in fintech is the ability to understand pain points in an industry and then solve those particular pain points with the financial products. And that's exactly what Samir has set out to do with Juni. Now, Juni has is, is just started. They have a, a waiting list of, I think, about 3,000 um, businesses in, in the media buying space and e-commerce space. And they, they just get to solve in um, you know, the pain points. So I recall back in the days when, well, not even back in the day. So a few years ago, when I was running my e-commerce business, I was having issues with foreign exchange. So, um, because I, I'm resident in the UK, my bank accounts were, were in sterling. So I would have to convert to US dollars, um, to, to buy stock. I have to convert to US dollars to, um, to, to buy media because we prefer to, to, to just set our Facebook accounts to USD. Um, and, and then, um, our Shopify store was set in USD. And when we got revenue, we had to convert that revenue um, back to sterling. Um, you know, it was USD. So basically they were back and forth from sterling to USD and we're losing money. It took us a few months to realize that, wow, okay, we're losing quite a lot of money. And then my partner actually, um, you know, put together a sheet and we're, we're losing 5 to 6% on just foreign exchange. And then there were inefficiencies in in PayPal, um, with our monies getting stock, tens of thousands of dollars getting stock in PayPal. It was a nightmare. And what Juni, the ethos of Juni, given the fact that Samir is from a, um, he's he's from actually an e-commerce um, background in the sense that um, he was working um, in the capacity of a finance controller or in finance basically for, for an e-commerce business in the past. He understands these pain points. And what Junie is set out to do is to resolve Resolve this pain point. So, let me give you an ex- example. They give um, cash advances um, if, like, your money is a stock in Stripe or PayPal. So, all of a sudden, you still have access to your funds, even though the money is stock. So, so these are like proactive things you know they do or um you know the your ability to um, to 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 buy um, no limits with your facebook advertising you know account there there are a plethora of pain points that normal banking cannot solve for e-commerce and and yeah uh, you know junie seems to be able to solve it. They're still teething issues as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, this interview is just, you know, trying to get into, you know, what this FinTech um, solution has to offer for um, the e-commerce industry in general. So I hope you love the conversation at the end of the, um, the, 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 the conversation I asked, um, I asked Samer to, to give listeners, um, Basically a treat, essentially. So listen to the end to know what that treat is, um, to know what that offer is. Um, it's a really special one to, to, for, for you guys, essentially. Um, besides that, really, um, if you haven't already joined our Facebook group, I always, you know, um, do that. I would love to see a lot more engagement on our Facebook group. It is growing. The nice thing about it is it's there for you to join. It's there for you to connect. I also encourage um, guests, you know, in, on this podcast to join our Facebook groups. So it's, it's a way to, to get in touch, you know, um, without going really cold with our guests and to get great way to connect with other listeners of this podcast. Um, that's it for now. Um, enjoy the episode and, you know, do let me know what you think. Cheers. What do sophisticated direct-to-consumer brands like Colourpop, Hockberry, and Custom Ink have in common? Well, they rely on Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Klaviyo is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Klaviyo helps you own customer experience and grow high value customer relationships. Right from shoppers first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Klaviyo will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Klaviyo's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is clavio.com forward slash 2x. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents, Accidents happen. happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth. Cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2x e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. If you work in marketing, you're a founder, or you know you, you work in the SaaS space that services the e-commerce industry. This is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in in online retail. And what I do every week is I find experts, you know, experts who proven experts who have shown that um, they have the ability or have actually grown e-commerce brands, and I bring them onto the show to essentially help you sell more online as a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand. Um, so if you're looking to grow metrics such as you know, conversions, average order, value, traffic, or your audience size, and ultimately sales, you're tuned into the right show. Now, on today's show, it's, it's a really, really special one, um, especially for um, those of you involved in one media buying in, you know, testing and prototyping of, um, ideas quite rapidly. And you're frustrated with the financial options available to you right now. Um, a lot of, um, the, the, the banking and financial industry, um, thinks in a, in quite an archaic, um, you know, manner. And, um, this company called Juni or Uni, depending on where you come from in the world, um it's j u n i um aim to solve this problem they're a digital native bank specifically built out for the media buying and e commerce space essentially so if you're running running an e commerce you know business and your local banks are just frustrating you. Um, you might want to consider this, um, company, um, the, the three thousand, I think they're about three, they're, they're in um, a beta launch at the moment, and they have a waiting list of over 3,200, you know, um, people or marketers and, um, e-commerce businesses, you know, in, in the line they're based out in Sweden. And, you know, I'm, I'm joined today by some Samer L Sabini. He is the. Co-founder and CEO of of Juni, uh, which, as I said, is a digital bank made for media buying. Now, prior to Juni, um, Sami co-founded two companies in the e-commerce space and performance markets in space. The first, he says, was a failure and the second was a lifestyle success. I'd love to learn more about that. Um, He's always been responsible for 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 all uh, so called boring activities such as accounts, financing, banking, and legals, which are essential, you know. um, And he's been extremely frustrated with solutions out there. Um, He was the COO of a fintech company and realized the possibility of building something better for our industry, the performance marketing and e commerce industry. Decided to quit, raise some but he probably puts an idea up, you know, he's raised some money and he's put in Junie up. There's great traction thus far. And um, it just piqued my interest to have this conversation with him um, because I think um, a, a member of his team joined um, our Facebook group and I just loved what they were doing. You know, I just, because a lot of the time when I sort of pre-select um, you know, people, uh, well, a lot of the time when I pre-approve people into the Facebook group, I just check out what they're doing. And I looked at yunia and I was like, wow, okay, this seems this looks really interesting. I'd like to have a conversation. We had a conversation. And I was like, okay, let's definitely get this you know, interview on, on the way. I've babbled quite a lot. Um, I'd like to welcome Samer to the show. Welcome, Samer.
0: Thank you. Very happy to be here. It's a great honor.
1: Uh, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, I probably haven't done um, I probably haven't done you justice in, in terms of the introduction could you take a, a minute or two to um, just introduce yourself to, to listeners and viewers please
0: yeah I think there was a great short, short story of me uh, so I'm from Gothenburg Sweden uh, I'm a lawyer by trade uh, so that's one reason why I do the boring stuff um, but Never worked so long as a lawyer, so jumped over to my friends who was in the performance marketing industry. They were setting up a company, so I joined them. That was my first company. And then in the second company, we uh, pivoted into more of a Shopify stores. We have around 20 different uh, Shopify stores, email lists, and so on. Uh, Started off selling drones uh, from from China uh, to different geos, and then we started up different product lines. Uh, But in both those companies, I think, uh, I learned both you know uh, you know how different it is to to run an ecom uh, from a financial perspective, but also you know how much i didn 't know um, and I think that is also one of the main drivers behind Juni, that if I would have known what I know today, uh, I think the first company would not have been a failure. Uh, so we want to be able to give all e-commerce marketeers that access to what we call financial power. So after those companies, I joined a fintech, uh, and there was CEO, uh, and then I, there I learned about banking and you know setting up card programs and so. And I met my uh, my first co-founder Anders, uh, and his wife has a big e-com, and we shared the same frustration, but we also saw that it was possible to create something much better. And I think the main insight here is that, you know, all fintechs, most, you know, e uh, most, you know, what we can call uh, banking products out there in the first wave of challenger banks has been very generic. And when you have mm-hmm. a generic solution, you can't make it, you know, so deep or so valuable because you need to fit it for everyone. And what we saw that was that if we just focus on one target group, which we know, which we understand, you know, and we also share the same pain with we can make something much, much more, you know, integrated, much more vertically uh, valuable uh, and make something that can be great instead of just, you know, a little bit better and cheaper than an old bank.
1: Sounds, sounds, so many things I could unpick from, um, your, your, your short story there. One is, um, a lawyer, you know, moving into, to digital, into the digital space, into e-commerce, which, which I find very, very fascinating. Um, so how hands-on were you, um, at the time when you switched, you kind of switched, you know, gears or switched careers, um, and were more involved into e-commerce?
0: So I, you know, I think you know, in in our first company, we did everything. So you know, I put out, so I was uh, helping with the campaigns. You know, uh, we we uh, you know did the ads. We did right. A/B testing. Uh, we were at different uh, you know summits. Met the, you know had affiliate networks we met up with. So we did a lot of things. But obviously, my part was much more focused on the. Uh, what we can call, you know, the financial parts, yeah. um, KPIs, uh, working capital, you know, banking and so on. Uh, yeah. But also a lot of, you know, a, a lot of legal stuff also, especially when you're advertising different years uh, uh, and you need to understand the different offers and, and so on. Um, but it was very hands-on. We were, uh, I think we were seven people in the beginning. So a pretty mm-hmm. big performance marketing company, uh, mm-hmm. very young, uh, and I think, you know, it was a great time, uh, you know, more of the in the Facebook era of performance marketing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so this company that you were involved in, and we're going to jump into to to journey um, very, very shortly. So this company you were involved in, was it like an agency and, um, you know, a, an e-com incubator type thing or was it purely e
0: so, what we did was that we had our own products, and we also tried, and I think this was also one part of our undoing, but we also tried to build uh, software based on our what we can call our internal uh, processes we okay. that were uh, valuable, which was very much centered around a b testing creatives. So we built uh, different tools in order for you to be able to a b test your creatives you know when you were marketing. But doing those two things similar you know in parallel. Uh, took a, a lot of, uh, you know, both financial cost, but also, you know, focus from the company. Uh, so what happened in the end was that, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, what we can call it, we did a hard pivot uh, and went into full e-com. And that's the second company, uh, okay. which was very much more
1: straightforward. Um, okay okay makes sense makes makes a lot of sense okay so let's let's let, um the first question i have around junie is um and i'm going to stick to 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 the term junie is more or less like you know banking is is a is a global utility um so from a jurisdiction standpoint how are you what you know what geos do you cover yeah. um and um yeah what what geos do you cover
0: so initially we cover UK okay. and Europe or EU and minus okay. Germany and Malta. Uh, and that was a sad surprise for us, but uh, the financial inspections uh, or regulatory authorities in Germany and Malta had different uh, demands than the rest of the EU. Uh, okay. So we are working on making uh, Juni available uh, there too, but initially it's the rest of the EU and UK. Okay.
1: Um, and are there any, exp- uh, any, any plans of expanding to North America?
0: So I think, you know, that's actually something that is very interesting because I think in the beginning, we thought that, you know, we are from Europe, we understand the European, Mm -hmm. you know, um, um, landscape and the problems, and there is differences in the problems. But still, we have, you know, a lot of customers on the waiting list from US, we have a lot of inquiries. So there's something with what we built and, you know, what we showcase in our demo that Mm -hmm. really attracts both US Uh, you know, uh, e-commerce and and media buyers. Australia, we have a lot from Australia, a lot of Singapore, Hong Kong. So it feels like we have a shot. But I think that, you know, when you build a company, you always want to be as focused as possible. So, you know, that's a balance. Uh, We also accept uh, companies from Norway and Iceland. Um,
1: Okay. Okay. Makes, makes, Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So traditionally, you know, what are the pain points for media buyers now um and how does juni you know plan to to solve the these pain points what are the biggest pain points you know marketers and you know e-com companies are you know are facing
0: yeah and i think when we looked at it from the beginning and you know we start talking about this last year uh in beginning of last year so we have been you know in the process of creating unit for just one year. And we looked at our own pains. And I think we can categorize them in three parts. So you have one, which we call knowledge or insights, that it's a pain to be, you know, you, it's hard to get an oversight of how much money you have, how much spend you have. Uh, your different balances, you know, on bank accounts, payment gateways, you fund different ad networks. Uh, And as soon as you start growing and you want to test, you know, multiple sources, that becomes a headache. You need to log into, you know, a lot of things all the time. Uh, And not only that, I think what I realized in my second company was that I always had to communicate. Like I always had to get the question, how much can we spend on these ads? You know, okay, should we stop this campaign? Which is the best campaign to add more, you know, spend on and so on. Uh can we buy these many products? Like what's the working capital? So that's you know the first part. And that I think can be, you know, from the beginning it's very shallow in the sense of just showcasing the balances and flow of funds together. But the next level is advanced insights. The second part I think is what most people feel right here, you know, and that's tools. Like and we talked about this a little bit before uh, you know, the, the show, but you, know, you have everything from the compliance process. People hate that. You know, it's hard. You can get your you know, PayPal account locked down. You don't know why. Uh, and I think on that level, the big difference between us and PayPal is not that we have better compliance people. The big difference, even if I think we have better compliance people, but the big difference is that because they are so generic, they put the risk assessment here. And if you are below that, they just cut you out. They don't care because it's not worth for them to go into that and look at it. Mm-hmm. But because we are so focused on an industry, we can create rules and we can investigate on a much more granular level. And I think that is a big, big you know difference from a customer you know, success perspective. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other things which I hated, you know, card limits, you know, our cards, the junior uh, Platinum Business Credit Cards, have very, very high spend limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I remember when we had to, you know, call the banks in order to change the spend limits and they mm-hmm. were asking us why. And so, you know, the second thing about that, you know, is the rewards. I know a lot of e-com, uh, you know, uh, business uh, entrepreneurs that use Amex, private Amex, instead of using something that get, you know, cash back to the company. Um, so that's the second one, credit lines. Um, and I think those tools are things we can provide based on that, you know, clear understanding of that problem. And the third part is the automation. One thing I really hated uh, when I was, you know, operational running uh, is to, you know, do all the preparations for accounting, you know, searching Mm -hmm. and trying to find different receipts, you know, work our accountant, how rich we were every month in the end, I got like a list of thousands of transactions, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that we needed to find. And we need to reconcile between PayPal and Stripe. And, you know, is this the same transaction, this one, you know. And because we can integrate with all these sources, we can take that workload away. And in our waiting list uh, campaign, the first one we did in June last year, we had 700 companies answering our survey. 67% said that it was, uh, you know, 8, 9, 10. So a big problem for them to prepare accounting and they felt excited about it and they postponed it as much as possible. And if you postpone that, you will not get the right insights because you will not get the reports in the right Mm -hmm. order. So that comes back to the knowledge. So I think those three areas are what we are focusing on. And, you know, now I'm just, you know, skimming on the top because like, now we have had over 100 interviews uh, with different customers and, you know, the FX fees. We have, we have customers on our waiting list that when they get their revenue in USD, they have yeah. their cost in USD, but they need to convert from USD to Euro and that's then back leakage. to USD. Yeah, yeah. And it's like crazy. And yeah. why is that? You know, I think, you know, because we focus on this use case, we can solve all that. We will not be able to solve it day one. But, you know, I... am hundred percent you know positive that before 2022 we will be the obvious number one choice for everyone in e-com media buying you know phone yeah. marketing in europe
1: let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors have you noticed how easily stores built on shopify can be spotted from a mile away this is because they tend to use the same themes the same layout and box standard product shots If you're on a quest to build a fast-growing standout D2C e-commerce brand, your website should not just clearly tell your story, but should deliver a truly unique customer experience. That is why Famous exists. Famous is the secret to building premium, world-class brands on Shopify. Famous enables brand selling on Shopify to build compelling landing and product pages that include custom video, animations, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling, accelerate click-to-checkout conversions, and can be built without coding or developers. You can try it for free at famous.co.2x. That's F-A-M-O-U-S dot x Famous enables e-commerce teams build and launch custom mobile and desktop shopping experiences. Famous has powered leading online retailers like The Honest Company, JustFab, Fabletics, and more. Bring your premium shopping experience to life in minutes. To try Famous for free, visit famous.co.2x. That's famous.co.2x. Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at klaviyo.com 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O ocom slash 2x. Yeah. So a a typical use case in in e-commerce is, um, you have your, your USD, Amex, you know, um, card, um, whether or not it has rewards is another thing, but typically it will have rewards. Um, what we are seeing and doing is, um, transfer wise, um, using a transfer wise, um, you know, um, multi currency account, um, for, um for basically receiving stripe payments. So when Stripe, when you get paid in Stripe in, say USD, um, yeah. it could easily sort of siphon that into you know, transfer wise USD account. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problem is is the um the that the, the, the transfer wise is not the best when it comes to exchange rates. No. Um, not, not all the time. Um, so you find that you just let the dollars sit in it till the time's right. And sometimes you need the funds, you know, as soon as possible. And it's just, mm. it's, it's a bit of a headache, you know, I have to say. Um, and then we have the issue with PayPal, which, um, you know, so with PayPal, if like there's money stock in a PayPal account, how can you need your help? Um, you know, obviously the money should be should come at some point in the future would would Ginny you know sort of step in and say okay um you know this is money's due to you due to your yeah. company um and so we would advance that cash because we could see it yeah and um you know continue with business as usual so you know there's there's um, more cash flow coming through
0: so and I think that is uh, one of the great features we are planning to launch, uh, launch now in, in the I would say Q two Q three, and that is you know to be able to give credit based on your total balance. Uh, that's been one of our main goals from the beginning because I you know our company had like a deposit of I think it was eighteen thousand uh, dollars on our PayPal, uh, and that was obviously disturbing of many reasons, uh, especially because they didn't even understand our business, so it was just mm-hmm. you know. They just you know, took a finger in the area and said the number. But I think because we know it's there, we can take security from it. Uh, mm-hmm. And if, you, if you're integrated, we can also make sure that when money comes in, we can deduct that. So what mm-hmm. we can do forward is that we can, you know, when today you can integrate your PayPal and Stripe, and then we can offer credit on that. So as soon as it's paid out, you don't need to wait three days. You get mm-hmm. the money available for you directly. And the second is to even get more money. If you have a deposit, if we see that you're getting money to your account, we can also, you know, in advance, you know, give you more liquidity. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the main goals. Uh, and that's something we discuss with partners also. Uh, yeah. But it also comes down to getting the right amount of data. So you know, for us, in order to be able to take that risk we need to have you know a critical mass of customers uh, yeah. which with data that we can you know look at uh, and make the models you know secured by or test by
1: right right yeah it's it's you know f- from many startup companies many startup you know d2c companies even dropship companies, yeah. there's a big problems sometimes. Um, so in the US, I believe that the payout periods are three days by default, three or five days by default. And yeah. In in the UK, by default, it's seven days. It's five working days. However, once you show history, there's a certain transactional value volume. You, this is Stripe. I'm talking about you. Yeah. You hit. And once you hit it, they would you could reapply and they'll shorten um, that five working days to three, two or three working days. You get it in three days. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that Junie um, moving forward in Q3 or Q4, would you see monies in Stripe? Say we have 50, 50 grand in Stripe, that's due to come in three days and just yeah. advance it to our Visa debit card with yourselves.
0: Directly. Yeah. And I think uh, also there's a lot of granularity to that because if you have been customer with us from now, even if you start up a new company and we can mm-hmm. link it because we are the banks, so we have the, you know, the KYB, you know, in you know, we see all the companies. Mm-hmm. So if we see that you create a second company, we can still look at the first and know that, you know. It's not, we not only need to take security from, you know, your new history. We also know, you know, that this company is part of this big conglomerate. We can also Mm. look at your different accounts. Like Stripe only look at Stripe. Mm -hmm. But if you have a PayPal, you know, um, account and that's uh, that's, uh, integrated with Juni, we can Mm -hmm. also see the flow from the PayPal account. And therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, know exactly, get the history much faster. And I think that is something we think is extremely exciting over time yeah. and i also yeah. think that's one of reason the reasons the you know the investors are very ex- excited about us because we can be uh, the natural you know center for a lot of these players because it's very hard i think if you are an e-com today to say oh i will only work with stripe you know that's yes. not uh, yeah. a reasonable you know direction to take
1: so, so what's the situation now? You're, you're connected to two major payment gateways, um, the most yep. popular Stripe and um, PayPal. Um, what are the integrations do you have at the moment? So we
0: have integration with PayPal, Stripe, and we mm-hmm. have integrations with over 5,000 banks uh, in Europe. So that's the first one. So we're also working on a, a Gmail integration for the accounting preparation, and that's done, but we haven't released that before we can match uh, mm. the invoices directly. Uh, the next step is to focus on the customers on our waiting list. They have given us a lot of feedback on payment gateways. They want to you know, integrate with Checkout, Molly, Klarna, and so on. Uh, mm. And also the big e-com platforms. Uh, so mm. Shopify, you know, Big Commerce. Uh, so those are the ones we're gonna start with. Uh, and then also some of the big affiliate network technologies, Everflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will be a very interesting, you know, next three months, four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and besides that, we're also focusing on the ad networks. But in many ways, what we've decided from day one is to develop together with the communities so where we now have also a, uh, I would say a rather big community on Facebook. Um, and we want to be able to ask our customers, you know, which ad networks are most important for you uh, and then see, you know, where we should focus. So we don't, you know, bring uh, products to the table, which we believe is perfect, but, you know, it's, it's developed only for my whole business and not for the mm. whole, whole media buying community.
1: Mm. Finally, let's talk about um, credit. You know, um, credit, it seems like the e-com industry now is um, flooded with a lot of credit options. Uh, yep. there, there, there's credit everywhere now. Um, whether we're talking at the platform level, you know, Shopify will give you credit. Um, Stripe will has started to give credit. Um, you have um, many... Um, many institutions, many fintech institutions coming into finance inventory and, you know, ad buying Facebook will give you credits, you know, very generous with their credits. Um, what do you see, Ginny, in, in this landscape of, of credit, you know, um, where's the pain point? what, what pain points are you seeing in e-commerce and how can you sort of de-risk, um, from, you know, um, you know, companies that are over-reliant on, you know, credit, you know, on you know, in the entire landscape where they're taking credit for, for, from everybody they're they're doing business with.
0: Yeah. It's a great question. I mean, obviously we have looked at a lot of these, you know, uh, you know, Amazon lending Shopify capital and so on. And I think we are focused very much on the short term, like we discussed before, you know, mm-hmm. when you're waiting for money to come in. So that's one mm-hmm. part. Uh, and I think the second one is that I, you know, the vision from the beginning has not been to be like the competitor to Shopify capital. What we want to be is the center, we will get a lot of information. And if you have Shopify Capital, only look at the Shopify data today. And what we want to be able to do is to showcase for our customers, you know, all the different options they have, and then give them the best credit. And I don't care so much, honestly, about if we make any money from it, if we get a rev share, if you know, if there's zero. But we want to be the trusted advisor for their companies because, as you say, there is a lot of Options out there, and I don't think most ecom. I myself, you know, would never have the right oversight. So, if we can say to you, okay, this is the credit options you have. These are the different fees or costs. These are the purposes, and these are the ones you can get together and so on. And, and I think if if we can do that and become the neutral face, you know, and uh, advisor, you know, banks. Four hundred years ago, mostly were seen as advisors. I don't know. I don't know so many banks today that people think of a, like an advisor, and I think we can be that because we are focused on one industry, um, and that is what we want to be. I don't want to have like a big balance sheet with you know and, and try to win over customers and make money of them going in debt. You know, I think that's the wrong way to go. Um, we want them to you know get the best credit to grow. Um, and what I realized in my past companies was that so much about, you know, knowing how it works, like in, I, we got, you know, credits because I was part of the company and I knew how to, uh, you know, give the right data and which options they were out there. But if you would have got, if our company would not have had me, you'd been only the other co-founders in that eco, it would have been a much you know harder path for them to get the best credit, pos- you know, uh, facilities. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's obviously not how it should be. You know, I remember when I used Shopify the first time, I thought it was so great, so easy, you know, so user-friendly. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to know, you know, how to think of this and that, you know. And we want the same for finance, that you can create an e-com, you can start up, you get the help you need, and you can trust that you will get the support from Juni. And not you don't need to learn it by yourself by failure.
1: Makes sense. Makes incredible sense. So, are you going to have an app, um, or is it is it going to be? You know, um, do you have any plans for an app, a mobile app for for? Um...
0: Yes. So, we okay. actually, now we are twenty three people, and and the last uh, new hire uh, or the the most recent new hire uh, who started on Monday uh, is uh, a very strong uh, mobile. Uh, developer app developer so we will release an app you know i can't say when but hopefully this year we will have it for at least one of the two big platforms uh but we see it all you know i think that is uh, you know you know today it uh, is necessary to be able to give the right user experience and to have a, a mobile app so that's one of our priorities for this year
1: incredible incredible okay so so let, rounding up you have a facebook group right um yep. so um for 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 listeners you just if you want to find out more um just type out juni j u n i on uh, facebook and you know browse through to to groups and you will find um the the, the juni group and um you have 3200 um you know people on your waiting list um, but you do have a special offer to two X e-commerce listeners. We, we can jump, jump the queue. I'm going to let you, what, what, what is your offer to, 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 us?
0: Yeah. So because we're free, it's hard for me to give any discounts uh, and mm-hmm. we're giving, you know, 1% cashback, which is the highest mm-hmm. uh, in industry. So, but what I can offer is if you email me at Samir at juni.co, uh, mm-hmm. you will jump the queue and get an invite, to, you know, this or next week, um, So, and uh, I'm really happy to be here and I hope, you know, a lot of you listeners like what you hear, heard and, you know, want to test out Juni. It's still, you know, in beta. So I, you know, it's a great product, but it's not perfect yet. But if you want to jump the queue and and test it out, uh, we're here for you.
1: Uh, I appreciate that, Samir. Um, you know, you, you find a few people will want to jump the queue, so expect some emails. Um, yeah. it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. The great things that come out from Sweden. Um, I'm just looking at my episode 16 of, of this podcast. This was back in. Let me even check. It was. It was um, back in. Whoa. Wh- when was this? I don't even. I can't even get the details here. It was five years ago, anyway, I interviewed um, one of the, the um, founders of um, Klarna from Sweden, yep. Nicholas Alderberth, and look at them now. I think their valuation was, um, I think, $18 billion or thereabouts. So, um, you know, fresh beginnings. And I wish, you know, Juni the very best. You guys are doing an amazing thing. And I like your hyper-focus seven the e-commerce industry. So thank you, Sameh.
0: Thank you so much.
2: All right, cheers.